Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cart Macross Credit Union. Getting hitched? Cart Macross Credit Union likes to say I do when financing your wedding loan. O'Neill Street, Cart Macross or CartMacrossCU.ie. Now, as I mentioned before the break, I remember all too well what it was like going in to do the leave insert and so does my next guest. In 2017, he was just age 17 at the time and he kept his head down to achieve incredible results in his leave insert. He achieved eight higher level one grades and he also did an extra subject applied maths and he studied business studies outside of school in his own time as well. So he was so driven and motivated to do well. Jack's determination to succeed resulted him in achieving the highest grades in the whole of Ireland and he joins me now to give us much needed Monday motivation. How are you doing Jack? I'm all good yeah Um, all going well at the minute. Good good listen thank you so much for taking time out first of all because I know that you're kind of at the end of uh, the college term there in Trinity College and you're probably busy with with exams and assignments and that kind of thing so thanks so much for, for, for joining me but tell me how are things going how's college life treating you? Yeah college is going great Uh, we finished up fairly early this year because uh, Trinity's kind of rolling in a new academic year so we were done by like the start of May Oh okay so you've had a bit of time then yeah Yeah like we actually like got our exams got our exam results back literally there last week Okay so That's how far on in the process we are um, but it's going great for me I'm really happy at the minute So you're uh, studying law isn't it? Law and politics Yeah law and politics uh, the two together Okay, so tricky, I would say. You'd have to definitely be keeping the head down for those kind of subjects. Yeah, I think they're kind of like, they're, they're quite work intensive, but mm. they're, um, they both really interconnect a lot and one kind of gives you a, a, a different angle to view the other one from, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so it's, it is very rewarding and kind of fulfilling uh, studying both of them together and being able to kind of dig into the two different disciplines. Now, take me back, Jack. Were you always study, studious? Like, were you one of those kids that just always sort of excelled at school or did that develop over time? Yeah, I think I was always probably that kind of way. I was always a bit sort of uh, nerdy and bookish <laughs> as a, a child, I guess. And um, always kind of enjoyed uh, that kind of like process of learning stuff and finding out new information. I was always very curious and that kind of thing. Um, but you only kind of really get to express that within like the school system, I think, kind of towards the end of the leaving cert system and then more going into college. So while I was always like very good at school, I really started to kind of like get a lot out of it and, and feel sort of fulfilled by it towards the end of the leaving cert and now kind of going forward. 
that makes sense. Yeah, because you're on the path now that you want to go on. But uh, take me back yeah. to the start of the Leave and Search year. You know, uh, what was going through your mind as you went through the school doors to start this really important year of your academic life? I think the start of this series is like is really daunting for everybody, regardless of kind of what you want out of it or where you want to end up at the end, because it's just so like it feels like such a big deal and, and everyone's talking about it so much and it's all over the media and everything. And it is kind of like probably the, 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 the toughest academic year anybody ever faces. I certainly haven't faced anything as, as like stressful, I guess, as it in college. Okay. Uh, and I remember kind of like my approach was very much it's kind of like it's just one year of my life. So I'll, I'll just work as much as I can and, and, and give it everything and then like get as much as I can from it. And I, I know that this time next year I'll be where I want to be or hopefully be, be somewhere approaching the, the direction I want to go in. So I guess that was kind of my take on it. But I do remember being like quite stressed going in and quite like feeling very daunted by the whole process laid out ahead of me. So even the guy that gets the best results in the country was feeling stressed at the start. That's really <laughs> comforting to know, Jack, I have to say. Uh, now, did you know what you wanted to do before the Leave Insert began? Like, did you know, OK, I'm going into this law and politics, this is what I want to do? Or did that come later? That kind of came, I guess, in the, the middle of sixth year. I always kind of knew that I wanted to do something sort of political. But for a while, I was more interested in maybe doing English or drama or something like that. Um, and then I kind of just sort of fell upon law as a potential option to do that, that that might kind of be similar to those kind of things, but would still let me study stuff that was very political, very kind of connected to that world. Um, and that was sort of how I settled on law and politics. Um, and that was like definitely the, the right decision. I really sort of landed on my feet with that um, because I actually do really love both subjects. Um, and it is weirdly, you do have room to be quite creative even within a degree like law and politics and, and a lot of the stuff you're reading and the, the areas you're looking into are quite like involve a lot of interpretation or are quite um, ambiguous and involve a lot of kind of independent thinking which was really what I was hoping to get out of um, more creative stuff I was considering before sixth year so it did it was it was definitely a process of really trying to whittle stuff down mm. and really trying to work out what might be the best uh, place for me kind of knowing sort of my broad goals from the beginning yeah, because that's half the battle is done then when you know what you want to do, that's for sure. Because I was a bit like, oh, I haven't a clue. I knew it was something in media, but I didn't really know exactly what it was. So it's great when you get that focus. But, you know, there's there's so many distractions ongoing. Like even before my time, like you guys had so much more to contend with in terms of distractions. Social media being the big one, you know, if you're playing sports or drama, as you mentioned there, you know, going out, friends wanting to do stuff. How did you block all that sort of stuff out and resist the urge to pick up the phone and tap into Facebook? Yeah, I guess um, in sixth year, my kind of personal approach was I gave myself like sort of, I had like set time to do stuff that, that was relaxing or that wasn't studying. So I would take, and I can't remember which day, Saturday or Sunday, mm. completely off every week mm. uh, and just kind of do whatever I wanted that day. And I like kept up my involvement in grade U theatre, which is the drama group I was in. Um, for the pretty much the whole year, like up until the mocks, when it, at that point I just didn't have time to to like engage with it properly, um, and sort of made sure I still had that lifeline. So that then the, the times when I was studying, I could kind of say to myself, I could kind of look forward to those patches where I I wouldn't be studying. I, I kind of thought that if I really set the time very strictly, so that there was like time where I literally wouldn't allow myself to study at all, and then times where I just had to sit down and and, and hit the books. I thought that was the best approach because then both when you're relaxing and when you're studying, you're doing it at its best. You're getting the most out of it and not kind of 
like because sometimes I think if you uh, like take time off kind of willy nilly or, or mm. with no kind of structure to it, you only end up kind of like feeling bad for not studying, and, and you don't actually get any benefit out of the rest if you feel like you should be working at that time. So I thought it was really helpful to kind of set very specific um, kind of blocks yeah. of when I would be studying and when I would uh, take a bit of time to myself. Yeah, you're so right, because I remember that myself. You do kind of go, oh, I'm a guilty now. I should be studying, yeah. But say now we're coming up to, it's it's a little over a week to go till the leave insert. Did you still take big days off or did you? what way did you structure your timetable, let's say, in the week coming up to it? Yeah, I probably took more time off oh. uh, the closer it got to it because I guess at that stage you really have the, the work done for the most part and you, you're kind of so, you've pounded the stuff into you so many times and, and you're, you're so kind of ready for the exams that I felt personally for me with what I had done, the best thing I could do was just kind of take a rest and make sure that my mental health was okay and that my physical health was okay and that I was in the, the best possible position going into the exams and was rested and, and, and relaxed and stuff. So uh, I actually found the, the the like run up to the the really close run up to the exams, and actually while the exams were going on, I nearly thought I had more time off then than I did say back in September or around the time of the mocks or stuff like that. Well, do you know what, Jack? I'd say there's an awful lot of parents that have taken a collective breath in at that. But I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. The mental health is extremely important. Jack's not saying don't study at all, by the way, students who might be listening. He's saying just, you know, take a little bit more of a breather than normal and relax as well. Uh, So, you know, you mentioned the drama, that kind of thing that you did during your downtime. Was there anything else? Did you just chill out completely? Um, I suppose... Something I've always done just to, to relax is I watch a lot of films um, and that kind of thing. I'm very into to that kind of stuff. So I would generally, if I wasn't studying, I would just like sit there with my laptop and, and, and like stick on a film or something because you can kind of get lost in, in that. Um, and also like reading as well is, is always a good um, way to kind of take your mind off whatever yeah. it is that you're um, working at. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of stuff that was as far away from the leaving site as possible. It was kind of my approach when I was trying to relax. Yeah, completely completely. take yourself out of that world. Exactly, exactly. Now, you know, were there any moments during the exams where you thought, oh God, I actually can't do this. I'm I'm just, I'm not prepared enough. Or did you, were you happy enough throughout all the exams? I think everybody has moments throughout the the whole year and during the the, um, three weeks of the exams uh, where you just feel like it's it's too much. And I think that that's the same with, with every kind of difficult thing you try and do in life. There's always like a kind of, not a make or break point, but there's always points along the way where it feels completely unachievable, but then you just kind of push through them and come out the other side. And especially during the three weeks of the leaving circuit, it's such a, a high pressure uh, period of time. And it, it, it's like, oh, you're doing so many exams in such a like kind of short space of time, mm. but they're also really stretched out as well. Uh, it's a real kind of pressure cooker um, experience. So uh, definitely there were, there were there were a few times over the course of six years where I, I thought it was just like, too much work and, and too much stress and then I wouldn't be able to, to do it. Um, but I think you, you just have to push through them and remind yourself that like everything will be okay and that it's kind of, it's just the stress getting to you or it's yeah. just the, um, the pressure of the whole system kind of acting on you and you just have to, to keep going through it. And, you know, did you have any sort of visualisation techniques or mantras that you told yourself to keep yourself going when those times were tough? Uh, I suppose something that I always do, whatever I've kind of like, uh, I'm trying to achieve something that's quite difficult to, to get or that, that involves a lot of work or, or it's quite a lot of pressure is just to kind of imagine that I've already got it and um, like think of how great that would feel and, and and that kind of gives you the motivation then to keep working 
Uh, and it also makes you feel a little bit less stressed if, if you can kind of like envision a world where you have achieved the things that you're, you're trying to, to um, achieve. Um, but that's kind of my main technique is just to kind of like try and be as, as confident in myself as possible and uh, sort of believe in myself in that way uh, and allow myself to kind of feel confident about it and, and, mm. and feel like it's within my grasp. I think that can be half the battle sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, your achieve, achievement uh, and the feeling of achievement must have been so powerful. I mean, describe the moment for me when you opened the envelope to re- reveal your results. First of all, when you were opening it, were you like, what was going through your mind at that point? So I actually had a kind of weird experience with that because um, the principal of my school rang me on the morning of the results uh, and, and told me what I got because oh. they already knew. <laughs> and uh, they, like, they, they kind of wanted me to know already um, to, to be like interviewed for the paper and stuff. Okay. So I was, it was really weird for me because I didn't know who the call was from or, or like what that was for. So I hadn't geared myself up at all. I hadn't got, got into the zone of, of expected to receive my leaving cert results. And then they just kind of came out of nowhere. So uh, it was a great feeling when I, I found out and when, when he told me what I got. But I, I didn't get that kind of like moment of anticipation or the, the, the kind of really scary moment of opening the envelope because it kind of just um, came out of the woodwork a bit. Yeah, that's uh, that must have been just... And then, of course, you had the likes of us ringing you and all the newspapers and everything else clambering for, to get the, that all-important story, which must have been just uh, bamboozling altogether when when that happened. But And then, you know, the college places flooded in, I'm sure, as well, which mu- must have been brilliant. And you seem to have adapted to college life. You're enjoying it. Yeah, I, I love it. I think college is, like, it's definitely really different to the, the living cert. And it is like, you do have to work uh, and, and it is like, there's times when it's, it's stressful when you have a lot of deadlines and stuff, but it's just, it's so kind of self-directed and it's, it's so much like what you want to do. And even mm. even if you're doing, say, a module that you're not particularly interested in, there's always a way that you can kind of find one part of it that sort of suits you and, and work specifically on that bit in your essay or um, find a way to tie in other areas of the subject that you're interested in to what you're doing there. So that's... Um, you really feel like you're um, you're kind of directing the way the learning is going, and, and you're deciding what path to take more so than in the leaving cert, where it's very um, like it's a really set curriculum. And yeah. you have no control over what it is that you're, you're studying. Um, so I love it, and it's uh, it, it's so much more. I think like the, the kind of social side of college is really tied to the academics in a way that it kind of isn't in secondary school. Where in secondary school you have like you go in and you have however many hours and you you do your work and then if you want to do anything fun to relax in the evening you can do that whereas in college I find like any of the societies I'm in or stuff like the things I'm doing with them like debating or um, writing to the college paper they kind of help with your academic work Mm. and the stuff you learn in in your classes then helps you with debates and with with writing to the college paper and there's kind of a real sort of nice relationship between the stuff you do to relax and and, and you do for fun and the stuff that you have to do for your exams and, and for your modules yeah, it's all kind of interconnected. Now, just to finish up, I find people who are really successful in their lives and driven towards their goals, like you are, Jack, have a very specific morning routine. Can you share your morning routine with us? Yeah, I suppose um, during college time, because I, um, for the last few years, have commuted into Trinity. I'm moving up next year, but um, I would have like that commute every morning. So I would usually kind of use that as my opportunity to, to sort of wake up or, or to kind of have a bit of a alone time and uh, kind of get myself in the zone for the day. So I would usually just sit on the train and, and read a book or, or listen to some music or a podcast or something. Um, and then once I get into college, I usually just like um, 
grab a coffee or, or um, something to eat and, and like uh, usually just still take a bit of time to myself mm. and then um, usually I would have a lecture or tutorial or something to go into. So it's, uh, it, it is kind of, um, with college the, 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 the schedule kind of changes every day but what I do every morning is kind of fundamentally the same of just kind of making sure that I'm like in a good place that I'm like feeling good for the day ahead kind of taking a bit of time to to get myself geared up for everything that's ahead of me and then just kind of heading in and facing the day. I couldn't have put it better. That is just brilliant. Well, listen, Jack, thank you so, so much for joining us on the show. I wish you all the very best with your college studies. No doubt you're going to go on and achieve absolutely brilliant results there as well. But thank you so much for being Monday Motivation for our students today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Not at all, not at all. That's Jack Sinnott there from Termin Feck. And what a great, great example he is for students. And we're going to podcast Jack's interview as well. You can get it on lmfm.ie a little bit later on. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Credit Union. Getting hitched? Cartmacross Credit Union likes to say I do when financing your wedding loan. O'Neill Street, Cartmacross or cartmacrosscu.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.